Morning. This is Bonnie Mathias live from Austin, Texas. The Texas AFL CIO political convention starts tomorrow. Uh, we have a board meeting, an executive board meeting today, so that'll be exciting. Uh, and I'm excited because I have a guest. I have Anna Gonzalez with me, and she's actually part of the staff of Texas AFL CIO. Tell them what you do, Anna. Yeah, hi. Good morning, uh, Bonnie. Thank you so much. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, Anna Gonzalez. I am the Director of Organizing and Advocacy at the Texas AFL-CIO. I am very excited to be here this morning with you. And uh, a little bit about my role. Well, uh, it says that in the title, right? We organize. Because when we organize, we win. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, we at the Technical CIO recently, as of December of 2023, decided to create the organizing department because, you know, Bonnie, Texas is not a red state. It's an underorganized state. And we really want to be intentional about supporting unionizing campaigns. We need to unionize Texas. And recent numbers are showing that uh, it's, you know, union members are really going out there and organizing other folks. Uh, our numbers are going up. It's very exciting. We are seeing the uh, highest numbers for the last, you know, five years or more. So we want to make sure that we are taking collective action, that we're supporting each other, that we are fighting for fair workplaces. So at the technical CIO, we're going to make sure that our voices members are centered at every single thing that we do. If it's like going to the legislature, starting a union campaign, um, so going to Congress, any part of the work that we do, including what we're doing this weekend, endorsing candidates that will be labor champions, member voices would be at the forefront of that. Absolutely. And the members are the ones that make those recommendations. So folks in Dallas, if you go to our Texas AFL-CIO.org slash Dallas, you will find our recommendations for the districts that are wholly contained within Dallas County. Now, other districts like 30, 32, those are decisions we're going to be making this weekend uh, at our convention. And I'm just right. Uh, Gene sent me his notes. What y'all think about that? Uh, <laughs> uh, in 2022, uh, unions represented 4.1% of, uh, of the employees in Texas. Now, in 2023, it bounced to 4.5%. That's a lot. That is a lot. And it has to do with the work that Texas AFL is doing with the affiliates like CWA, Communications Workers of America, like UAW, United Auto Workers. Uh, and I have to 
give Sean Fang his credit, his uh, prop this morning. Uh, UAW announced that they will be endorsing, that they have endorsed Joe Biden for re-election. And CWA announced that a while back. So uh, I'm pretty sure we'll make that decision here as well. <laughs> but that's what we do. More people are looking uh, to join me all the time. We hear about it. It's great. And also, number. Yeah. And, you know, wanting something that I want everybody to really just take a minute to think is like, we know what take this election. We have the most pro union president we've ever had that has, uh, you know, we have millions dollars that are going to infrastructure that require project labor agreements, higher labor standards. It just really speaks to what the labor movement has, you know, what we've been pushing and what we've been working for. But this year is so important. And I know that every election cycle, we say the same thing, but we know it's on the ballot and we know what that would mean for our jobs for our schools, for our families, for our immigrants, our brothers and sisters, for every single issue that we care for. We know what that's about this November, and we need to get out and vote. And we know that union members vote at higher rates than voters. So what does that mean? It means that and knocking on their doors. <laughs> we are talking to our fellow members and their families, and we need to make sure that we're doing that this year so we elect a president that will continue to fight for workers. A president and down ballot uh, is so important to be able to support the agenda. Uh, Congresswoman Crockett, was on uh, on the show like before, but, uh, and she talked about the twenty some odd million dollars that she's brought just to to South Dallas, uh, and there's a, a new uh, business that's going to become then a, a medical business. Y'all, we need help. Uh, Texas ranks among the worst states for brain health. Uh, our state just dropped 1.8 million people off of the Medicaid roll. Well, guess who that affects mostly? Children. Children with disabilities. Uh, poor kids. I mean, let's just listen. This governor does not care. He is fighting uh, with the president, for God's sake, with the Supreme Court. He is fighting a decision by the Supreme Court that says the razor wire comes down. And what does he do? He turned right around and instructed the Texas National Guard to get busy putting up for razor wire. How many people have to die before before this is crazy? It's tearing my heart out. Absolutely. I, I think you're... You were right on point talking about down ballot. Yes, we have a presidential election coming, but we also have congressional races. We have state representative races. We have state senate races. We have district attorney races, uh, county attorney 
city council, mayor, it's so important to make sure that we are getting out and voting down ballot. Good morning, Bonnie. Excuse me, you have a call? Good morning. Okay. Thank you. We're going to take a call. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hey, Miss Bonnie, how are you doing? (laughs) Hey, sister, how are you this morning? I'm good. Thank you so much. Uh, Hey, uh, everybody else that's listening to, several things I need to discuss with you. I hope, I mean, I'm opinion to say what I want to say, correct? Yes. Right? Okay. I hope that Nikki does not get president. Number one, the world is not made by a woman, run by a woman. It's always been since God was born, always been run by a man. Am I correct on that? Yeah, you're right, sister. Okay. So I hope she, with all due respect, everybody voting for Nikki, I hope she does not get presidential because everything will go down south. Am I right on that, too? She talks a good game, but uh, uh, she's, she's just as racist as they come. I mean, she couldn't uh-huh. even admit that the cause of the Civil War was slavery. Uh, she's right. about right. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I just pray that she doesn't get presidential, that's all. Second so, uh, thing I need to start with. Second thing I need to discuss with you on District 25, well, you know where I live, in Arlington. Now, I yeah. lived here all my life. The trash pickup, recycle bin, it's always been Mondays and Thursdays for city of, uh, you know, city of Arlington. Now, they have a big old humongous recycle bin that comes out starting on February 5th. And the recycle days for us is on Thursday. So they're going to do once a day, uh, once a week trash pickup. Is it because shortages of labor at all? These people don't want to do the job? You know, it could be. Uh, Dallas has been at, at once a week trash pickup for several years now. And, and quite frankly, it hasn't been a big deal. Uh, people have gotten used to it. Right. Now they're taking a picture of us in Arlington. I wonder how the elderly is going to dump the trash over there on, you know, with that big thing. If the elderly, they can't push it. I know. You know? I know. And we really have to, we have to watch out for our elderly neighbors and make sure that if we see them struggling, help them. Let's go help. It right. doesn't take a second. You know, just, yeah, exactly. just watching for each other. Exactly. Well, all right, dear friends. Well, thank you so much for the corners. You have a good, happy, safe, and blessed weekend, okay? Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All right, folks, that number is 917-647-1893. That's the number here in the studio. Or there in the studio. I'm in Austin. And I'm Monica Douglas from the Texas AFL-CIO. Uh, and we're talking organizing. And Bonnie, so we have another caller. Okay, go ahead. We have Black Hawk online too. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. Hello, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Black Hawk? I'm going to say, Bonnie, you know, the ice source and prioritize don't, you know? And the Pork and Recreation Department, they prioritize it and I sourced it. Jackson used to be on the Dodd board. 
Yes, ma'am, Miss Bunny. It's almost time for a break. All right, girl. Well, I will uh, step back and let, uh, let you take us into the break. Yes, ma'am. Right after this word. Oh, I got to work this morning. This is Bonnie Messiah. We are back uh, on the worker's beat. 
Jamie is also in Austin, but he is in uh, at the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans. He's putting together their uh, presentation and their meeting for a little later today. Uh, I was so happy to have Anna Gonzalez here with me this morning. It was absolutely wonderful. She's uh, she's very excited. You know, she's one of those young active labor leaders that we've been talking about that are building the labor movement going forward. Uh, it's really, really important that we uh, that we build the labor movement so everybody gets a raise, right? So uh, that's how it works. And we have and a call for you, Bonnie, Councilwoman okay. Arnold. All right, thank you. Good morning. Mayor, uh, Deputy Morphy, Mayor Pro Tem, is that it, or are you Mayor Pro Tem? Well, I'm uh, Deputy Mayor Pro Tem now, and I'm just so excited that I had a chance to, to call in. I, I really want to continue to stress uh, my gratitude for you and Jean and continue to really volunteer your services to, to educate our city and surrounding areas. But for us to understand clear, clearly the working class is the class that needs to step up this game if we are to save this country. And it starts with what you stand on every day of the week, taking care of our vote. Now, I know I'm not going to get into all those specifics, but because I want to talk to you about two things, infrastructure and housing and this bond package and the government as it relates to the city of Dallas. But we cannot sit back and allow folks to stage overthrows of government and discard programs that affect the working class. We are the working people who provide monies to our property taxes, our income taxes, our sales taxes, and we must require and demand a return on our investment. Now, in terms of where we are as a city, the highlight that I just want to touch on today, Ms. Bonnie, has to do with uh, a very important topic, too, the Charter Review Committee has proposed recommendations that will possibly change some of the uh, the processes that we are governed under by our charter. And one of those things right now, I need folks to understand, we are a what we call a weak mayor uh, model. And the city manager is, is the one who runs day-to-day affairs of this city, hiring and firing and what have you. So now we're in the midst of what we're dealing with um, with this commission, and this is why we need to stay woke. There are a couple of them. Uh, there's a provision that that attempts to strengthen the role of the mayor. There's a provision that provides for a possible increase for council pay, and there's a provision uh, on uh, on the board that on the table that will change council terms from three or four years. And this is very important in terms of understanding uh, elections and your vote. I, I want to, and, and so we will have. Uh, more conversations, I believe, up until March on that, so I'll come back on that. But we need people to stay woke by tuning in, calling their council members to find out what's going on in the way in. Uh, the bond is what I want us to make sure the working people weigh in on this billion-dollar bond. We have some critical areas, 400, uh, $478 million right now is proposed for infrastructure, $51 million for housing, $52 million for flooding, those are right now. Those are at the top of the line in terms of what we have to do in order to negotiate. But I would say if the folks would call in to plug in where you want your money to be spent, we're we're pushing 
infrastructure, because that's where I know I am, that's where we get most of our calls, the streets, alleys, lighting. There's also a big push with parks, because that's a, that's really more of a uh, an agenda that, that is to trying to rival the basic service that, that we're some of us are advocating for in terms of streets. So I'm going to tell you that I'm pushing my communities, and I would encourage everyone, if you have a council member, if you have streets, lighting needs, go ahead and call your council member and let them know where you are. We have a need, I know in my district, for more streets, alleys, and lighting. We have right now about 20 new lights coming on Lancaster Corridor, and we're trying to push for 20 more. But that comes is probably going to come through bonds, but it's also going to come through the state and federal government that we have to continue to work on. So everyone today, what I'm telling you to do, call your council member if you so desire, but to, to address your need for streets. I have a, a direct email, district4 at dallas.gov. Send us an email. If your street needs to be repaired, your alley is, is totally a wreck, you need lighting, Go ahead, email us or snail, write a snail mail. That's write a letter if you need to do that. We need a paper trail. So, Ms. Barney, I appreciate you allowing me just to weigh in on this very critical uh, topic. The bond is $1.25 billion right now proposal. We have to make a decision by February the 14th. We need to hear from the public. And thank you for allowing me this time just to share We've got to wake up and stay woke on this. This is our money, and our vote will determine just how much of an improvement we'll have in our quality of life. So we've got to fight to get that quality of life. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for calling this morning and, and tell, talking to folks about how important it is to get involved in, in the city uh, politics, if you will. These are the people that touch your life every day. Presidential elections are important. Congress is important. But city council and county commissioners touch your life every day. Hold them accountable. DISD trustees are in that same pocket. Uh, we have to talk to these people and make sure they know what you want. Uh, you get what you want by talking to your the people that represent you and voting. Because if you don't vote, you're probably not going to get the right person in there, uh, and it's going to be an issue. So it's easier if you vote and keep people in there that you know you can hold accountable. And if there's somebody in there that you're not happy with, hold them accountable. Call their office, just like, just like uh, she says. Call the office. And, Miss Bunny, we have another caller for you. All right. Thank you so much. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hey, good morning, Bonnie. Good morning. This is Brian. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. It's going to get cold when that sun comes out this afternoon if it does. Right? Okay. I didn't hear what you said. Sorry. It's going to get better if the sun comes out this afternoon. Well, I hope so. I'm in I'm in Austin, and I don't see much sun coming out here right yet. I wanted to bring something up to you guys and all the listeners out there. Um, you know, they had the uh, union, auto union members, uh, doors, uh, 
you know, the president this week, right? Yeah, UAW. Yeah, right. Now, I just want to realize something. Well, why can't anybody notice this about 80% of our automobile parts are now being imported? 80% now. So here it is, these union guys are on the assembly lines using parts, but 80% of the parts are being imported from overseas, like China, Mexico, India, and stuff like that. Now, once again, you go to Detroit, the Detroit over the last 20 years is a ghost town because why? All the automobile manufacturers that make all these parts are going to these U.S. automobiles, the big three like Dodge, Ford, and Chevy, they're all being made overseas. So these guys, yeah, they have jobs. Hey, they have jobs hey, that work out all, all the people in the United States that don't have jobs. And Hold up. First of all, Detroit is not a ghost town. I just want to put that out there. Uh, if you haven't been to Detroit in the last 10 years, you haven't been to Detroit. Because it is not a ghost town. Uh, it's, it's quite vibrant, quite frankly. Uh, yet, parts for automobiles are made in other parts of the country and shipped here to complete those vehicles. Those and you know who? Do you know who the number one car is in the United States? Do you know who it is? I'm sure you're going to tell me. Okay. We used to we used to be number one. We're not anymore. China's the number one. When you go shopping, like when you go to your local retailers, guess what? Eighty percent of our products are being made where? Look at that. Everybody knows this: computers, appliances, made where? China, Mexico, India. Now, where's our jobs at? What about the U.S. Steel? Our U.S. Steel now is what? This administration lifted the ban, uh, the tariffs on more jobs for the U.S. Right? No, it's going to create more layoffs, more. In manufacturing jobs being outsourced. Yeah, the union guys got jobs. But what about the other 80%? What about when you go buy a car? 80% of the parts are being made overseas. Okay. You got anything else? Uh, well, I just wanted to bring that up because I don't think it's fair on the United States citizens working hard-class blue-collar people to sit there and, and People need to stand up and say, look, part of this might be true that, yeah, the union people have jobs, but we're building these cars. Eighty percent of the parts are, are being outsourced, and that's jobs that we used to have in our country, Bonnie. Okay. Okay. I get it. Well, but... okay. Well, I just wanted to bring that up because I think it's very important for uh, country and, and our jobs, our industry. Our industry. Yeah, I, I understand. And you know how we get those jobs back? We yeah, vote we in don't. people who want those jobs to be in this country. That's what. We get money out of politics, make make it where corporations are not people and money is not speech. That's how you get it. Bonnie, you, you guys are, are, are you're 40% on, but we're 80% not there. Okay. 
right. I'm, I'm just uh, explaining to you. There was 892,000 people that sat their butt at home in November of 2022. Okay? So those 892,000 people in Dallas County alone, we could have flipped the state. Okay? So everybody needs to make sure they're registered, make sure they are educated, and get out and vote. That's how we fixed it all. All of it. And we have another caller, Miss Bunny. We have Ike on line three. Great, thank you. Good morning, Ike. Good morning, Bunny. You you on the road this morning, so I uh, appreciate you. Uh, I just wanted to kind of piggyback off of something that Councilwoman Arnold said when she called in. Yes, Can you hear me? Yes, yes ma'am. It was about the Charter Review Commission that set up the, uh, you know the. To listen, to, to make changes and to understand the changes that amendments that are being uh, submitted by other people, whether they community or whether they are cooperations. But we got a lot going on. And uh, one thing that she did not say, she mayor, she's deputy mayor pro tem, and of Dallas and. Uh, uh, Councilmember Tanel Atkins is mayor pro tem, but they have submitted an uh, amendment to abolish both of those positions. And that's what she, she didn't tell you that, but I know she know it. They want to abolish those positions because of uh, people that's in power feel like the mayor ought to be able to pick the people that sit in those positions. And I was explaining to them that the mayor of Dallas just flipped over to the Republican Party. And if he picked the uh, mayor pro tem and the deputy mayor pro tem, then he could flip Dallas, the city council, to be Republican or have a Republican-dominant city council. So we got all that's going on in the charter. There's also language in the charter that they're trying to change where it would target certain areas for gentrification. So we got a lot going on. So as she said, you need to call your council member office and get the information to know how to virtually or in person come to these meetings and sign up to speak and know the agendas and the topics that's going on because right now we are on the full attack because some of the things that we are discussing are, and when we get off into the media of it, if it seems like something that's controversial, they would table it and say we'll talk about it later to throw the public off on what we are really doing. So I'm, I appreciate you taking time to hear me. And uh, there's a lot going on, so I would appreciate if people would really start paying attention to this charter because it has all involved in it, just like you say, elections, voting, the voting process, who can run for office and how long they can stay in there. So thank you for taking my call, and, and you hurry up and get back here from Austin because we got a hot topic next week. And thank you, and have a yeah. good day. All right, thank you, my brother. Thank you. All right, Ike, uh, Ike is a, a good man. He came. He used to come in and uh, sub for Reverend Barnett, and I appreciate him a lot. And we have another thank caller, Miss Bonnie. We have David oh. on line one. All right. Good morning. Thanks for calling. Saying a win. Hello. 
Hello, David, are you there? Okay. I don't hear him, Karen. So I think we're probably ready to take a break, right? Okay. He's here, Miss Bunny. Please hold. Okay. Are you there, David? I most certainly appreciate the opportunity. I think that you're absolutely correct. You know, almost 900,000 people. Again, my, I'm Jared Davis. I'm so sorry. Almost 900,000 people stayed home in November of 2022. We have the opportunity to mobilize, get ourselves involved, and hold everyone, every level of government accountable for results and a plan that really moves us forward. Most of the working class, everyday citizens, we have to have an agenda that, whether it's in D.C., at the state capitol or at city halls, uh, be it in our suburbs or in our in downtown Dallas. And so I thank you so much for this information. And I think, again, we have to make sure when we go to the polls that we hold each and every representative accountable for taking our concerns into action, planning for those, and bringing home those accountable results. So thank you again, Bonnie, for, for what you're doing. Okay, it's time for a break. Thank you. Thank you so much. Time for a break, Miss Bonnie. All right. Good morning. Good morning. We are back for the last segment of the Workers Beat on KNON. The number to call in is 972-647-1893. Funny story. I was sitting here this morning in my room thinking, well, I have to call the radio station. Uh, I wonder what number I should call. <laughs> uh, duh. Be 972-647-1893, the same number we've been calling for a really long time. Uh, bring everybody up to speed. I am in Austin for the Texas AFL-CIO uh, Political Convention, Committee on Political Education. Uh, we've got uh, uh, the Dallas AFL-CIO candidate endorsements, recommendations are on our website. You can just Google Dallas AFL-CIO, and our website will uh, be one of the first to pop up. Take a look at the recommendations from our uh, political team. They, uh, they worked for two weekends in a row, uh, taking, say, talking to candidates and seeing, uh, seeing what they think about uh, unions and, and other things, and luckily... They came to a consensus. We voted on them Thursday, and uh, everything is good. Now, this this convention tomorrow, we are going to have a debate uh, with the the senatorial candidates that are running to take Ted Cruz out, uh, which we are going to do this time. By the way, people, we have to get people registered, educated, and make sure they vote. And please. Please, the primary voting, primaries are important. Primaries and primary runoffs are how we, the people, choose who we want to
to represent us. So there's going to be a Republican ballot and a Democratic ballot, and we're going to choose who we want to represent us. And if there's a runoff, that's going to happen May 28th. And then the real work begins. Actually, the work has already begun. November the 5th is the, uh, is the general election. Speaking of elections, if you are interested in working the elections, specifically in Irving or Grand Prairie or Carrollton, we have Dallas County Democrats has the co-judge positions available. Uh, good pay, uh, a long day, but it's your civic duty. So you could call my office, 214-821-8331, uh, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Leave a message. I will get back to you as quickly as I can. Uh, but we do need election day judges. That is March 5th, May 28th, and November 5th. Uh, would love to have a uh, commitment for all three of those days. You know, I'm pretty excited about the union growth, not just in Texas, but all over the all over the country. Uh, in December. Texas added 19,100 non-farm jobs. That's more than the national average. Uh, Our employment growth is 1% higher than the nation. But let's remember this. The reason why this state is so, uh, quote, business-friendly, unquote, is because wages are low. That's why. Don't let the Hot Wheels fool you about this being such a business-friendly state. Low wages don't have to have workers' comp insurance. Let's, let's remember that. If you're employed by a company with less than 50 employees, they do not have to carry workers' comp insurance. Okay? So that kind of stinks only state in the nation that that is true. Uh, You know, techies are getting hit. Uh, Microsoft's laying off another 1,900 people. Over the past year, they laid off 11,000 techies. And that's why my friend David Lowry uh, with Young Active Labor Leaders is doing a fabulous job organizing those techies. Uh, so that, that's fabulous, absolutely fabulous. Cal, uh, California state workers ended their strike after one day. They reached a tentative deal, and those were professors and teachers' assistants. But the headline says they're all workers. That's a great improvement in media coverage. Uh, instead of breaking down who it is, to find out that they're all just workers. Okay, Miss Bunny, we have another call yes, for please. you. We have Julie on line four. All right. Good morning, Julie. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello? 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 Good morning. You're on KNON. You're Hello? on the air. Yes. 
shit. Okay, you hear me? What? All right. All right. Uh, this, this is Tony. Um, what I called for is I heard a gentleman talk about jobs going overseas. And it's amazing. I think I heard him before. And the fact of it is this. Businesses cause that cause make the system go overseas. And it's the unions who wanted those jobs to stay here from the, get, from, from the beginning. It is amazing that you call and say these jobs are going overseas and to China and to uh, Mexico. But you don't, you don't charge the companies who have made those decisions and say, and say, hey, it's their fault. They don't want to have, 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 have said, you know what, we'll pay cheap labor no matter where it is around the world. And then when somebody would say, hey, our, uh, our, our um, local uh, fast food restaurants should have a day off if the kids get sick or if, they, if, they, if their income should go up, uh, should go up to $15 an hour, $20 an hour, you say no. And, and you protest that more than anything else. But at, the, but at the same time, you're saying, you know, what are jobs are doing? The fact of it is this, unions have always made other industries pay more money by, by the default of tenants. Who are they working right? You have Friday weeks, you have weekends, you have uh, no child labor law, and they are coming back. Child, they, some states have have, have approved 13 and 14 years working in hard labor jobs like grown people. And so these businesses are basically tearing down the, the very infrastructure that you keep saying that, you know, but you never, you never say anything to the businesses who have were writing policies to destroy the, the working class people. Never. I didn't want to add that to the conversation, Bonnie. Hello, hello. It, it, it's not the workers. It's not the workers. It's the corporations. And if you're still getting, uh, if you're still angry and thinking that the economy is terrible, prices are high. Let's just remember one thing. Profits to corporations are higher than they ever have been. Ever. The profits these companies are taking is what's driving up the, the cost of goods. Let's remember we've got a war, practically a war, almost a war in the Middle East, We've got the Houthis blocking the, the canal where most of our goods come through. So those ships are deciding, we'll just go around the, go around Africa. We're going to go around the Cape, Cape Horn, the longest route, which is increasing shortages of goods uh, and increasing prices on what's coming. If you got if you've got auto parts coming from another country, and they're building that automobile here, guess what? Because of what's happening in in the Suez Canal, we have a problem getting stuff here, driving up the prices, and unfortunately, putting more money in corporate pockets. And Miss Bonnie, so, we have another caller. All right, great. We have Sandra online too. Good morning. Thanks for calling. Good, uh, good morning. Good morning. I want to uh, thank uh, this radio station for <clears throat> uh, 
giving the public the opportunity to air their opinions regardless of whatever it is. We are constantly being told that we need to get involved and that we need to hold our elected officials accountable. And you have to, you can hold them accountable when you express your feelings. And so I want to thank this radio station for uh, doing that. Uh, yesterday, we tried to hold our school board uh, trustees accountable on naming a school. And it is our constitutional right to be, to be notified of a meeting. And when you don't tell them what the agenda is, some people say, well, I don't have any school kids in DISD, uh, so I don't have to go to that meeting. And if you had put down that what the agenda was about, those people that were for and against the agenda could come to the meeting. So you have a right, a constitutional right, and that's what we're holding the, the DISD board accountable for, is that they need to properly notify people when okay. they are changing the name. Okay, Sandra, I appreciate that. I do. Now, let me say this. It is also your constitutional duty to do due diligence to find out what those meetings are about. If it's not on the agenda, call the maker of the meeting and ask. You have every right to know what's on the agenda. Uh, if I get a notification of a meeting and there's no agenda, I'm probably going to call them and find out what's up. Because if it's important to you, important enough to you to be involved, you got to follow up. you got to use due diligence, figure out uh, what the meeting is. Call them. And Ms. Bonnie, we have another caller on line one. We have Joshua. All right. Good morning, Joshua. Hello? I'm calling, calling from up in Denton with a, a report, and I want to ask you, uh, uh, Sister Anna, with, who's doing the organizing with uh, AFL-CIO, Please pass along an invitation to her to, to come up and see us in Denton because we're, we're doing a lot of organizing up here. We've got uh, the Know Your Rights workshops coming up this uh, in February. On the 29th of February at St. Andrew Church of God in Christ, we've got a Know Your Rights seminar with uh, speakers from the Department of Labor, Wage and Hour Division. And they're going to tell people, uh, our audience, about our rights as far as uh, our tips, you know, not getting our tips stolen by the boss, making sure we're getting paid minimum wage, make sure we're getting overtime, and then, of course, the issue of misclassification. If the boss tells you your salary, you don't get overtime, uh, or if they're telling you you're an independent contractor, but you're really an employee, then uh, those issues would be covered as well. So our, our group is called Denton Worker, and our website is uh, Denton Worker at... Uh, I'm sorry, it's DentonWorker.org, and we're at DentonWorker on social media. Uh, but please do pass along the invitation to, uh, uh, to Sister Anna. Now that uh, AFL-CIO has established kind of an organizing department, uh, we could use help up here. We're an all-volunteer group, and uh, come on up and, and uh, help us organize workers. I will, give, I will pass that along, Joshua. Thank you so much for all your hard work. You're the bomb. You're awesome. <laughs> Thank you, but I will let Anna know. I will see her at the uh, board meeting here in a couple of hours. 
Thanks so much. Man, this has been a great show. I'm so excited. I have to say that uh, there's a guy that is a restaurant chain owner. He has a lot of restaurants uh, in our uh, in our fair city and across the country. He just bought two floors of a new luxury apartment building, and one floor was listed at $25 million. So I'm really curious what this guy pays his, his workers. Um, you know, I know it's it's uh, probably minimum wage, uh, eight bucks an hour maybe. I'm going to have to check into it, and I'll get back with you next week with more details on that. You know, because it's always good to hold them accountable. And it's like I, I've been talking about our mobility AT&T Mobility is going into bargaining with uh, with AT&T. CWA represents those people, okay? Mobility, which is your cell phone, makes the most money for AT&T out of all of their businesses. Guess what? They are the least paid of any AT&T employee. We have AT&T Mobility employees on public assistance. So basically, we're helping to subsidize AT&T's employees at Mobility. They should be ashamed. They should absolutely be ashamed. Uh, and, and oh, you guys, I just can't even. Uh, I have a friend who retired a few years ago, maybe four years ago. She had 20-some-odd years with the company. Guess what? $17 an hour is what she retired at. Come on. AT&T, you can do better. I know you can. There's no doubt in my mind. Because you've done better. You've done right. But other... I'll bet it's time for me to say goodbye, Bonnie. <laughs> it's close to it, Bonnie. <laughs> you want to tell everybody to get out there and register to vote? You got 30, sec 30 seconds. Go, go, go. <laughs> register to vote. If you need a vote by mail application, call my office. 214-821-8331. If you need a voter registration application, 214-821-8331. Love you guys. Thank you so much, Gene, and I'll be back together.